Hey, everybody. Welcome to the World Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that this message blesses you, inspires you, and more than anything, helps you grow in your relationship with Jesus. For more information and resources, please visit us at worldharvestusa.com. Awesome, awesome. Can I just say how much we love you as a church? I mean, I'm telling you, we, as Pastor Bob said, we were just at a uh, conference with a bunch of ministry leaders from around the world. Um, we got to meet with a lot of really amazing people. Um, there was one, it's, it's funny too, because you won't necessarily realize who you're talking to sometimes. You have no idea. There was a man there who was really good friends with Reinhard Bonnke. And I'm thinking it was Wednesday at the time when I found this out. And I thought, I am a loser. How did I not know this? Um, Anyway, he, he's obviously still alive because he was there. And he, his, no, he is opening the door to Ethiopia for Daniel Kalenda and the CFAN ministry right now. And so they're going into Ethiopia and they're going to preach the gospel there. And it's because of this guy uh, has open doors with the government and everything. And uh, anyway, it's just amazing. We don't know who we're talking to sometimes. But how many know every single heart is important to God? It doesn't matter if you have a big ministry, if you have a small ministry, if you preach to the multitudes or if you preach to your kids because you're a stay-at-home parent, you are equally as valuable and necessary and important and loved and commissioned and anointed and appointed and established as anybody else. Somebody say amen. amen. That's, a, that's really good news, isn't it? How many know none of us are exempt from the ministry of the gospel? Whether you're training up giants or whether you're, you're preaching to multitudes of giants, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The pinnacle of ministry, I used to think, was the Reinhard Bonnke's. If you don't know Reinhard Bonnke, his name's mentioned a few times, but he's just, he's like the African Billy Graham. Um, well, he's German, <laughs> but he, his ministry was in Africa and really across the planet. And I used to think that that was the pinnacle of ministry, you know, because they would, there was a meeting where they led one million people to Jesus in one meeting. The meeting, there were so many people there. First of all, if one million got saved, how many do you think were there? <laughs> okay, it was so big that uh, Reinhard jokingly said that you could begin to see the curvature of the earth. It was, it was, I mean, if you look up videos, you can go check it out on YouTube or Google it or whatever you do, but really powerful. And so anyway, I would hear these, these testimonies and I have friends that went to, to the boot camp and for, for Christ for the nation or Christ for all nations. And... I used to, I get kind of discouraged, you know, because I'd think, man, you led a million people to the Lord in one meeting. I have, I think <laughs> I've led like 10 over the last year, maybe, you know, or whatever. And, and honestly, I could begin, to, I would find myself to begin to get discouraged because I'd compare my ministry to the ministry of other people. Has anybody ever been there? Have you ever looked at somebody or thought to yourself because of a different preacher or minister or leader man, I'm just not doing anything. Man, compared to them, I'm just, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Okay, so we're in good company then. <laughs> but then the Lord began to show me in the, minister, or in, the, uh, in the parable of the talents. You remember the parable of the talents? When Jesus is telling this story, how many parables are just stories to communicate kingdom principles? So he's, he's sharing the, the parable of the talents where there's a master and the master gives his own goods to these three, these three leaders. He gives one five talents, he gives another two talents and he gives another one. I think I got that right. 
Is that right? Five, two, one. And it says that he gave them according to their own abilities. So how many know we don't decide what God entrusts to us? And the person that was given five and the person that was given one, there's no difference between them. Neither of them are any more or less anointed or important or valuable or necessary. Say amen. They're, they're all three of them are incredibly important. And that stood out to me. I, I, when I was reading that, I thought, oh my goodness. My job, the pinnacle of ministry is not Reinhard Bonnke, Billy Graham, or whoever our favorite preacher is. Mine would be my wife. Have you seen her? Man, it's a good word and she's easy to look at. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Woo! Yes, ma'am. Um, but uh, yeah, I've been gone for a week. <laughs> yeah, we had like an hour to see each other last night. So anyway, um, what was I saying? <laughs> talents, thank you. Yeah, the, the Lord entrusts talents to us. He decides what he gives. It's up to us to steward whatever that is. Whether it's five, whether it's two, or whether it's one, it's irrelevant. The guy, see, the Lord equally, he rewarded the man that was given five and multiplied that into another five, remember? He rewarded him and he said, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the what? The joy of the Lord. How many joy comes through obedience? Joy comes through stewardship. Joy comes through faithfulness and joy comes through servanthood. Say amen. That's powerful. So the guy with five was able to enter into that. The guy with two, same thing. He multiplied his two into two. And the, the guy said, what? Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the, the joy of the Lord. But then the guy who had one, he went and he buried it in the ground. And what was the Lord's response to the guy with the one talent who did that? You wicked and lazy servant. You could have at least put it in the bank, got some interest, and we would have been in good shape. How many know his problem was, he could have just stewarded his one. He could have just multiplied his one into one and he would have heard, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of the Lord. That's all he had to do. I don't know about you, but that, that set me free. That set me free. The pinnacle of ministry is to just steward whatever God's given you. And comparison is a thief. Because you look at somebody else and you think, man, that's the, the, I must not be doing anything. No, you are doing something as long as you're doing something. That's really powerful. Anyway, uh, really love, I just, we were gone for a week. We were talking to all these ministry leaders and pastors and things. And it, it was almost like a World Harvest appreciation tour, to be honest with you. Um, not, I'm not taking anything away from anybody. The churches we visit and the leaders we met were incredible. I mean, the church that hosted us, Living Waters in Seguin, they were amazing. They had so many servant, or, uh, servant leaders. It was insane. It's really amazing. But did you know that most churches in the States today have still not recovered from COVID? At this conference, we were hearing so much of that. It's no fault to, to anybody, but it really made me so thankful for this body. Because after just a few weeks of being closed... <laughs> We, uh, we, we, we open the doors. I mean, we're like, we're not going to do this. You know, we're going to open the doors. The house of God will be open and the body will gather and we will not forsake the assembling of the saints. And we will worship Jesus through thick and thin. We're in this thing together. And so it was fascinating that this body, not only did everybody come back, which again has not been the case for many churches, but here everybody came back 
But not only that, all y'all brought your friends. And this church has grown exponentially since 2020. See, we're here, we're kind of insulated in our own body here, you know. But if we just step back and we look at, look at the country and really the world, y'all are incredible. You guys are incredible. <laughs> that's, that's a good word. Go ahead and say, yes, I am. Yes, I am. And not, not only did we grow numerically, but we grew, we've grown spiritually as a church. And not only that, but financially. In the lowest month in history for almost every church across the planet, this church, was, was it May or April? I don't think it was March. Was it April? April 2020, we gave the most away to missions that this church has ever given away in the history of the church. That's awesome. That's awesome. But that's, that's a nod to you. That's a nod to your hunger and your faithfulness and your love for Jesus. And I, I can speak on behalf of all of us four pastors that, man, this is, the, this is the baddest body right here. I'm telling you, this is just amazing. Really, really amazing. Um, so anyway, really love you. I was talking to Mike on the way up from Texas yesterday. And I said, you know, we're so blessed. I said, we, we're literally just like walking in this path that our pastors have plowed for us. And it's really so easy for us. We're walking on the path. We're like, man, this is just awesome. We're seeing people get saved. We're seeing people get discipled. We're seeing people get baptized. We're seeing groups multiply. You know, we started in Chippewa and Eau Claire two years ago with just two groups, two leaders. And now we've got eight groups there. Eight, eight groups. I think that's pretty awesome. So I was telling Mike, because uh, Mike and Sarah, they've really been leading the charge down there and we're just so proud of them, amen. It's just amazing. And um, I was saying, man, it's just so easy. You know, we just jump in with the resources that we have here. We just do what God's told us to do. And man, it's just, it's not that complicated. It's easy. It's, well, it's not always easy. You know what I'm saying? But I said, but it's funny because we're walking in the path and our pastors are up front with these plows and they're just like plowing away, you know, and they're sweating and they're bleeding and they got scars on their arms and they're just like plowing through the ground and we're over here. This is awesome, man. Yeah, we, we saw this miracle. We saw this testimony. And they're like, yeah, that's good. Keep on going. Come on, guys. We got this. We're like, gosh, you know, I'm just having a bad day. I just don't really feel like praying today. And they're like, well, suck it up. We're going. Come on, you know. And it's just, it really is a blessing to be able to just jump in the path that they're plowing for us. Would you agree? Yes. It's really amazing. And so anyway, we love you pastors. Really honored to serve you guys uh, with all of our hearts. Amen. 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 Well, I should probably get into preaching. Um, I'm like, Lord, what are we going to, what am I supposed to do? Help. How many know that's a great prayer? And I heard Jake Brideway's message last night, which was awesome. How many were here last night? Man, was that awesome or what? If you missed it, go back and check it out. Really, really good. Um, but that provided some confirmation to share what's been in my heart. So I'm gonna do that, but I'm just gonna tell you outright what I believe God's gonna do this morning. And I've already kind of alluded to it. I believe that many of us have been in handcuffs and the handcuffs have been called weariness. 
And maybe there's just two people here who can agree with that. But good, you two are going to be set free this morning. Because, and even uh, Mrs. Dwyer, the word that you shared, that, that, was, that was so powerful. And you even said, today is the day of rest. And uh, that's really the, what's been on my heart. And that's what we're going to dive into. And so that's going to be really good. How many know we can't go into all the world and preach the gospel if we're worn out and exhausted? I mean, you can, but it's way better to go with energy, with soundness of mind, in the peace of God, and the joy of God, in the rest of God. It's way better to do that. And I am by no means an expert in this. I am 100% figuring this out, okay? Can we just have full transparency here? Is that cool? Tori, you good with that? I'm just figuring this out right now, all right? But I'm a lot further today than I was when the Lord began speaking this to me. And so it's been really good. Anyway, you got your Bibles? Grab your Bibles if you would. Grab your Bible, grab your Bible, grab your Bible. Hold it up. Yes, now hit somebody with it. Just kidding, hold it up. Hold it up, say, this is the word of God. And say, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Then the word became flesh and dwelt among us. This word is the DNA of Jesus Christ. When I read this Bible, I'm examining who he is. I'm learning about his personality. I'm learning about what makes him him. What makes him laugh? What makes him sad? What makes him happy? Amen. Let's go to Matthew 11. I've had the song, Goodness of God, on my heart. Really, uh, just, it's been bothering me. You ever have a song stuck in your head and it will not leave? There's no eject button. It's just in there. Does anybody remember what an eject button is? <laughs> just realized that. You remember? Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Then, then you, have, you try the trick of listening to it because you think if you listen to it, it'll come out of your head. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Matthew 11, are you there? We're just going to jump right into verse 28. This is Jesus speaking. And this is what he says. He says, come to me. That's a really good start. You know, come to me here is powerful. Because if you look into the Greek of what that word means, let me tell you first what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean arrive. You say, well, what, what, what does that matter? Because when he says, come to me, it literally means to just start moving towards. Just start moving towards Jesus. It's not even getting all the way there and arriving. It's just start moving towards him. It reminds me of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15. Remember when he was a long way off and he came to his senses and he decided to come home? Remember that? Do you remember Luke 15? And it says that the father, seeing the son from a long way off, he waited for his son to get all the way to the village. It doesn't say that, does it? What does it say? He ran to meet him and he fell on his neck and he kissed him. 
See, when Jesus right here, he says, come to me, literally what he's saying is just start, just start back in this direction. Just, I, you've been walking that way, just turn around and just start coming in this direction. That's all I need you to do. You don't have to do much more. All you have to do is turn your body posture back towards me and just start moving in my direction. As soon as I see you take that first step, that's all I need, I'll come out to you. Whoo, that's good news. So he says, come to me, all who are perfect and have no sin. All who attend World Harvest Church and no other church. <laughs> Come to me, all who have your act together. Come to me, all who can quote the scriptures. Come to me. Come to me who got it all figured out. Come to me, those who are obedient to the word every step of the way. He <laughs> says, the missionary of God. <laughs> No, no, no. He says, come to me, what? All you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Man, that's awesome. You know that word labor and the words, the words labor and heavy laden, I believe, I, I believe many of us here would fall into those categories. Can I just be honest? And I can say that because I've been feeling that myself. And I don't know, I don't know, why, I don't know why this is the case, but I have found over the last nine years of serving in full-time ministry, part of this body, I have for some reason have found when I'm going through something, it's typically not just me. It's typically not just me, but it's the people that I'm doing life with, the body. It's funny, you know, because I think it's just, have you ever been there? You're in your prayer room and you're like, what is wrong with me? Like, my prayer's just bouncing off the ceiling. I'm exhausted. I don't want to answer any text message, but man, I see Nate Stranky and he just loves everybody. And he's just, he's just always just praying every day, raising his kids, pioneering a business, serving God, just never gets tired, just doing great. But here I am over here just struggling. Has anybody ever been there? Man, we need to pray for Nate. Or Nate, you need to pray for us, bro. That's... <laughs> But, but all of a sudden I found that I would go sit down with a friend and I'd ask them, so what's going on in your life? And they're so often going through the exact same thing. They might use different language to explain it, but it's the same thing. And I believe that there has been weariness. I believe, because how many know we labor here? Man, we labor. Listen, y'all are crazy. Every, every single one of you, you're nuts. I mean, for real, you, you literally could go to any, listen, dude. In the United States of America, there are so many churches that will make sure you feel great. They'll make sure that you feel super comfortable. Come on in. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> Just come sit down. We're going to sing two songs, and they'll be short enough. Don't worry. They'll be, done, they'll be the songs you like and the key that's perfect. And we got coffee. We got, we got, we got donuts. We even got gluten-free donuts if you need them. We got the dairy-free icing. Hey, trust me, we just want you to come in and feel nice and comfortable. And then a message is preached and it's literally a TED talk with Jesus slapped on the front, you know? So, so people come in and they feel really comfortable. And you could go to any church like that. You really could. They're all over the nation, really all over the world. But for some crazy reason, you decide to come to this church. 
And we are not perfect by any means. We could probably use gluten-free donuts. I don't know. Maybe that'd be cool. <laughs> but at this church, man, and you know this, if you've been coming here for, I mean, any measure of time, by the way, if this is your first time, um, you have to come back, okay? Um, because if you take my credit card information, I'm gonna come find you myself. And uh, if you use it, just please buy me something. But you chose to come to this church where we're busy. We're busy. We're taking ground for the kingdom of God. We preach the full gospel. We believe every single word in this book. And we're not, we don't hide behind any verse. We do not neglect any verse. We preach the full gospel. And sometimes that's convicting. And we thank God for that. And we embrace that. And you, by your own admission, are game. And not only game, but your participants. This church, I don't even, I'd be interested to see what the percentage is, how many of this church are serving in leadership. Raise your hand if you serve as a potential cell leader, a cell leader, or in any department at all. Please raise your hand high so we can get a nice good poll. Okay, that's awesome. It is a, it's crazy. It's crazy. But you chose to come to this church. And I'm just telling you, when you choose to do what God's called you to do, and you're taking territory, it would be ignorant to assume we're not going to face opposition. There's a reason that the word says, do not grow weary in doing good. For in due season, you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. Okay, but what do you do if you are weary? He says, don't grow weary, but what happens if you, if you are? What do you do when you, when you do? Because man, we're all getting after it. You, the, I was joking earlier saying that it's easy, you know, to, to walk in, in what God has for us. And to a great extent, it, it, it's simple because we don't need to reinvent the wheel, but it's not easy because it takes effort. It takes discipline. It takes devotion. It takes doing things even when you don't feel like it. Are you hearing me this morning? Dude, I'm telling I woke up this morning with fire in my bones. I really did. I'm telling you, I don't, never mind. <laughs> but what do you do when you're weary? Because you said, do not grow weary, but what happens when you are? Matthew 11, 28. Jesus says, come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you. And I love this. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. You know what a yoke is? It's not in an egg, <laughs> although that's also true. But a yoke was this, was this, uh, this giant wooden <sighs> yoke. Harness, thank you, perfect. Uh, it's this giant wooden harness that would sit on the top of two animals. So whether it be an ox or mules or whatever they use, sheep, that'd be cool to see. <clears throat> well, they put these, this yoke on them and it fastened the two people, the, excuse me, the two oxes or animals together. I mean, two is better than one. So Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. Well, who do you think's in that yoke with you? Who does the heavy lifting? Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This reminds me of Psalm 23. Have you, have you been feeling weary at all? Last few weeks, maybe months. Have you been feeling weary? You know, the word weary just means, in the Greek anyway, it means to be, to be worn out. It means to be exhausted. 
This is Psalm 23. This is King David. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. Say, he's my shepherd. shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I love this. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. And that word still waters also means waters of rest. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. How many know you can only be led if you're following? He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I just want to tell somebody this morning who's been weary that I I feel it in my heart. It's almost like two a two-fold word is burning in me, okay? The first part is what God is going to do for us, what his promises are, what he's willing to do. And then the second part is what our responsibility is to. I'm sorry, I, I've not like rehearsed this. I'm just kind of going for it. I have no notes here. I'm just trying to give you what's in my heart. Is that cool with you? Yes. And the first thing, this is what we can do, and then the Lord will meet us in it, is Matthew 11, 28, through 30, and it's to come to Jesus. You're like, but I'm a Christian, I'm born again. Yeah, I know, I know. But even as a Christian, we can get sidetracked. Even as a Christian, we can get off track. And I'm not even talking about sin, although that's a real thing. And maybe you're here this morning, you've been caught up in sin and it's just been getting the better of you. Come to Jesus. Only he can set you free. And he doesn't do it begrudgingly. He does it joyfully. It says in Hebrews that it was for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. You were the joy that was set before him. It says in Colossians that all things were made through him, by him, and for him. So we're going to do that this morning, but I also want to assign a responsibility to us. Does that sound okay? You know, I believe that I was in prayer not too long ago, and we were here actually. It was, a, it was either Sunday morning or Saturday night. I guess I'm not, I don't remember what it was. It doesn't really matter. But we were praying and I was praying for the revival of our nation. I was praying that the nation from coast to coast would experience the power of God. My God, I, well, this is what we need, God. I was praying the, about the complexion of our nation looking so evil. Remember what it says in Isaiah, woe are those who call evil good and good evil. And I'm, and I'm thinking, Lord, this is, this is what's happening all over the planet. Like you can't even talk about certain things without getting nervous. You might get canceled. You might get, you know, called a bigot or something ridiculous. And so I'm praying for revival and all of a sudden the Lord spoke to me. And I believe the Lord spoke to me and you can believe what you want. But he said to me, I mean, clear, as clear as ever. He said, don't you dare pray for something you're not willing to be the answer for. All of a sudden, the responsibility got put back on me. And I realized something. Ever since he spoke that to me, this was a couple months back, I've started to realize that oftentimes, the answer to my own prayer requests, often, not always, maybe always, I don't want to say that though, but often for sure, the answer to my own prayer requests lie in my own obedience to the scriptures. 
Oftentimes, the answer to my own prayer request lies in my own obedience to the scriptures. Oh God, I need direction. He's like, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will make your paths. Okay, that's, that's pretty easy, isn't it, God? Wow, I guess I need to get back to that. I've been trusting in myself. I need to trust you with all my heart. I need to acknowledge you in all my ways. Are you with me? You know, I'll be, I'll be praying, Lord, I just, I, <laughs> I want to say what we pray at dinner if we eat bad food. Is that cool? So we'll be eating bad food, which never happens. My body is a temple, you know. You, you can laugh if you want. But, um, so we're, we're sitting there and my wife, she'll be like, we'll be eating pizza. It's our thing. And she'll say, oh, Lord, turn this into broccoli in Jesus' name. Amen. And then we'll start eating. And um, it's just so funny, you know. But I, I, honestly, honestly, she, she's joking, you know, she, she doesn't, well, we're kind of joking. But, but we're like, Lord, Lord, we just, you know, we want to, I want to be healthy. I want to, I want to, I want to honor the temple that you gave me. I only get one shot at this. And he's like, quit being a glutton. I'm like, but Lord, crumble cookie. Oh my. Oh Lord. Chocolate chip cookies, Lord, you haven't had one, did you? You didn't. Jesus didn't have one when he was here. I'm telling you, man, my self-control is on point until you put a massive counterfoil of warm, soft, melty chocolate chip cookies. You're like, oh, and then add milk. I don't even need the milk. I don't care. Keep the milk to yourself. Just give me the cookies. Hallelujah. Can I get an amen from somebody? I'm like, Lord, the self-control is on point until I go and I see those cookies or Casa Mexicana. They're both, they're both difficult. But it's so funny how, honestly, can I, can I just say something that might be hard to hear? If the Lord would heal uh, many of us, without us changing something in our lifestyle, it would actually to be our to be it would actually be to our own demise. Lord, heal my diabetes. He's like Jake, stop eating cookies. <laughs> oh Lord, just please heal heal my body. Go for a walk. But you see what I'm saying? There's so much in this in this book that just give us the answers. We're like, oh God, I need that secret sauce. <laughs> I need that answer. I need that cheat code to do what I'm supposed to do and to get that certain promise. And he's, he's saying in heaven, well, just obey the word. Are you with me? So I'm just trying to get, I'm, I'm building this up for a reason. I think oftentimes, like many of us now, we're weary and we're tired and we're worn out. And we're like, oh God, just give me some rest. I'm so tired. Give me, Lord, I pray for supernatural energy. Meanwhile, we are neglecting what the word says. I'll explain what I mean. In Exodus chapter 20, verse 8, there is one of the 10 suggestions. One of the 10 ideas, you know? Is anybody going to correct me? Come on. A false teacher up here. You're not going to say nothing? No, the 10 what? 
commandments. In verse 8, I believe it's verse 8, it might be verse 9, but in verse, I think it's verse 8. By the way, first let me just say this. In every other commandment, we are not explicitly granting leeway to, right? Thou shalt not murder. Did anybody ever say, you know, you can murder them as long as they deserved it? I mean, that's fine. As long as, long as they earned it, you know, like if they were that, if they were mean, you just take them to Jesus, you know, just. No, nobody, hopefully, nobody would ever think that way. Or thou shalt not lie, right? Well, how many of you teach your kids that white lies are okay? Oh yeah, little Timmy, you can, just, don't, don't lie about this and that, but you can, you can tell little white lies, you know, just white lies are okay. No, no parent ever teaches that. All of the, we could go through all of the 10 and we could spend time on all of them, but I just want to focus on the one where it says, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. That, whose responsibility is it to do that? It's ours. It's ours. It's not very profound. This is not very complicated, but I want to tell somebody this morning, remember the Sabbath. Why do we grant leeway to that commandment and not the others? Because there's, a, there's this idol in our culture that said, well, actually, this is diminishing and in some ways that's good, that if you're not working super hard and you're not putting in 80 hours a week, you're not doing it right. If you're not, if you're not, killing yourself to do all of these things, you're weak, you're soft. And you get shamed because you want a day off. That's, how many know if God Almighty created the world in six days and then decided on the seventh day to take a rest? How much more do we feeble human mortal bodies need to take a day off? Some of you men are like this, I don't, I don't know. I'm a hard worker. Praise God, we need men like you. Women, we need women like you. L listen, we need to work hard. We need to have our hand to the plow. There's no excuse to just be lazy. Remember in the parable of the talents, you wicked and lazy servant. No, there's no excuse for that. But there's two ditches. Oh yeah, nobody wants to shout about this, you know. Take a day off, no! Rest more. No, I will not rest more. I'm strong. I'm a man. Well, look at this. This is, this is immediately after Jesus in Matthew 11, 28 through 30. It says, come to me all who are weary or uh, labor and are heavy laden. Watch this. Verse 12, or sorry, uh, chapter 12, verse one. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath and his disciples were hungry and began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to him, look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. But he said to them, have you not read what David did when he was hungry? He and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and ate the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests. Have you not read in the law that on the Sabbath, the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? This is so funny. Jesus is, is siding when David was running from Saul, okay? David was running away from Saul for his life, goes into the high priest and says, hey, uh, really hungry, me and my men, we need some food. We're on a mission from King Saul, liar. David lied to the high priest. Jesus is quoting 
a scene from the Bible where David was lying. Okay, he goes to the high priest. Hey, we're, we're on mission from Saul. Can you give us some bread? Okay, he lied. But he said, okay, have you, kept, have you kept your men pure? Are you guys all clean and all that? He said, yeah, super clean. Everything's great. Give us the bread. He said, okay, fine. Gives them the show bread. Two unlawful things. He lied, which is one of the 10 commandments to not do, right? And he took the holy bread. And Jesus is referencing it about the Sabbath. Watch this. This is in Mark 2. This is the same account, Mark 2. It says in verse 25, but he said to them, have you never read what David did when he was in need and hungry, he and those with him, how he went into the house of God in the days of Abathar, the high priest, and ate the showbread, which is not lawful to eat except for the priests, and also gave some to those who were with him. And he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Okay, so he's quoting from a scene in the Old Testament where David was lying and he, he broke two laws. This shows me that it's not, the Sabbath is not about legalism. Okay, because at the same time, if you were to keep reading a few chapters later, when Jesus sent out the disciples, is this okay? Are you with me so far? Yeah. Okay, some of you look weary, but that's going to change. So it says that the Lord sent out the 12 to go do and exercise the power that Jesus was walking in. So they went and they did it. They came back. They were super pumped, but they were tired. They needed to sleep. But then they get in the boat and they go over to the other side of a lake and they're ready to go rest and just have some time alone. But then the multitudes came. You guys remember this? And they're like, oh, snap, Jesus, don't do it. Don't do it. Tell them we are closed. Send them to the, send them to the other, send them to John. Send them to the, John the Baptist, man. He'll take care of them. Please, let's just rest. But what did the Lord do? He said, no, no, no. We're about to have a meeting. Have them all sit down. Over 5,000 people. And then they broke the bread. They multiplied it. They fed it to the multitudes. Everybody was satisfied. They had food left over. So right then, they needed to rest. They were really tired. So how many know that, yes, we need to rest, but there are other times when we need to push through that. And we need to serve and not tell, tell God, oh, sorry, God, I can't pray for this person. It's the Sabbath. I, <laughs> I am resting. I cannot help this couple that's in need. I am resting onto you. Okay, but here's the crazy thing. And I don't know how to tell you this perfectly, but there, there, there needs to be a relationship with God so that we know when to feed the multitudes and when to be led by the still waters. We need to know. And the only way to know is through intimacy with God. It's the only way. Does that make sense? Could I have, Amy, would you mind jumping on there? I don't know if you could play the goodness of God, but that would be awesome. I'm throwing it on you last minute. Is, it, is anybody hearing me this morning? This is the only commandment that I can remember Jesus quoting from saying that it was actually meant for you. He invented the Sabbath for you. You weren't invented for the Sabbath. The Sabbath is not some idol that we go serve and we bow down to. The Sabbath was literally created so that you and I could be rested and restored and rejuvenated, rehydrated, and go back out and do what God's called us to do. Are you following me? It's the only one. Maybe there's another one and maybe you can... You can correct me on that. But I think that's powerful. Man is not for the Sabbath. The Sabbath is for man. Would you stand? 
So I want to leave you with two thoughts. I don't even know how to say it, but the first thing is actually both of them, there is responsibility on us. And in both of them, there's a responsibility on God. And how many know God is faithful to do his part? Come on, say he is faithful. But we need to be faithful too. The Bible says, do not be hearers of the word only, but be doers. It's not enough to walk away and say, oh, that was good. That was good. We need to walk and say, that was good. And I'm going to do it. Well, hopefully you say it was good. I mean, you know, that's, that would be really nice. <laughs> the first thing that we need to do is come to Jesus. It's the first thing that we need to do. This is Isaiah chapter 40, starting in verse 28. It says, have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. How many know when Jesus said, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is? Sometimes your spirit's so willing, you're like, I want to go to the next meeting. I want to schedule that event. I want to go and help in this thing. I want to go help my friend do that. And that's good. Your spirit is so willing, and that needs to be protected and stewarded, and that's a very good thing. But sometimes your flesh needs a break. Even if you don't think it, even if your spirit doesn't tell you, you need to give your body a break. I'm here to tell somebody this morning, chill out. How's that for a prophetic word? <laughs> Chill out. Take a day. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Oh, thank, thank you. Man, listen, if you're here this morning and, and I'm talking to you and you know it, I want to invite you. You say, oh no, here it comes. Listen, I don't care if you're a cell leader. I don't care what you do or what you don't do. I'm telling you, those handcuffs of weariness, he's going to remove them this morning. But it is your responsibility to continue to come to him it's your responsibility to be equally yoked with him. It is your responsibility to remember the Sabbath, to chill out. But I'm gonna ask you to take the first step. Matthew 11. If that's you and you've been weary and you want those handcuffs to come off you, I want you to come up front right now. Just not to me, but to Jesus. You say, why do I gotta do that? I'll just do it when I get home. No, a public declaration to the Lord. He said, if you, if you acknowledge me before man, I'll acknowledge you before my father. If you deny me before man, I'll deny you before my father. And Jesus died a public death. He didn't die in private. Like, ah, oh, I don't really want to go forward. That might be the problem. Come on, Matthew 11. Oh, there's more than this. He says this, come to me. Come to me. He didn't say arrive. He didn't say be perfect. No, just turn around. Just take the first step and he will meet you right where you are. But you got to take the first step. 
I'm telling you, there's a grace here this morning. Can we turn off the lights or do whatever you do with the, the, close your eyes if you would, close your eyes. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come on, if that's you, I want you to come up here right now. Right now, 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 right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm not asking you to say yes to what I'm saying. I'm not asking you to say yes to the message. I'm asking you to be obedient to what you feel Jesus doing in your heart right now. Come on, I'm telling you, there's a grace. You don't have to go another day in this weariness. You don't have to do it. You do not have to. You've been like wanting to quit. You've been tempted to just give up. You're like, I just want to wave the white flag. No, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest is not on the other side of quitting. Rest is on the other side of coming to Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Could you just sing that, Amy? The goodness of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you would, even, even just if you came up, just begin to cry out to the Lord. Begin to cry out to the Lord. You're like, man, I don't feel like it. I know, that's why you're up here. But bring God a sacrifice. Bring God the, the yearning of your heart. Dig down deep. And he's coming to meet you right now. Oh God, thank you, thank you, thank you.
Oh, Lord, I thank you for, for lifting and breaking every chain of weariness over your body right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, right now. Oh, thank you for it. Thank you for it. I just, man, I can't get over this. I feel like there's others here who have been feeling weary and I just feel like there's this grace call to you right now to just come up, to come to Jesus. And I wanna invite you to come forward. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah, the Lord sees you. <laughs> he sees you. See, all it takes is one step. It's just that one step. Oh, and making him smile, making him smile. Come on, don't grow, come on, come on. Just begin, just begin to worship him, would you? I know, you're like, man, we've been here since 10. We've been singing and listening to you ramble. I know, just, just begin to worship him from your own heart. Let the depths of your own soul cry out to the good shepherd this morning. Cry, cry out to him, cry out to him, cry out to him. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, faithful one, you're amazing, God. You're amazing, God. You're amazing, God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for fresh rest, fresh rest, fresh rest. Oh, Lord, bless them, bless them. Oh, brand, brand new levels. Brand new levels. I see you guys sitting down at the dinner table, exchanging dreams that God's given you. Did you see him reigniting faith 
faith for the impossible, faith for the, for the things that you've, you've always dreamt for. See him restoring that, refreshing that. But it's a team effort. And I see you guys just sharing that with each other. So Lord, I bless them. I bless them. I thank you for them, God. Thank you for them, God. Thank you, Lord. I bless these two. Oh, I bless these two. Thank you, God. I thank you for revealing to them beside the still waters, you're gonna show them how to do what you've put in their hearts. You're gonna make it really clear, but I thank you that rest will be their strength. And I thank you for their faithfulness and following you. All the things that are done in secret, you've seen and you've recorded. So I thank you for it, God. Thank you. Yeah, it's like the waters are calling. I feel like the Lord even wants you guys to pick a time, schedule a time. You guys are really good at this, but I don't know, maybe you already have. I just feel that, just schedule a time to go by the waters and he'll give you wisdom on how to do that. You're like, man, we got kids, we got so much we're doing, he'll show you. And, it, and I feel like he even wants you to learn how to say no. You gotta learn how to say no, but he'll show you how. I'll show you how. That'd be good in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for fresh rest in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for leading her beside the still waters. Oh, God, I see you restoring her soul. I see you restoring her soul, her mind, Lord, her, her, even her will and her emotions. I see you just leveling it out even now. I thank you. I thank you for your glory. And I thank you for a new dimension here this morning that she's gonna walk out of here mounted up on the wings of eagles. She said, oh, it's been so long since I felt refreshed. It's been so long. Oh, today's the day. Today's the day. Thank you, God. Weariness is gone. Weariness is gone. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Oh, Lord. Thank you for it, God, teacher, teacher. Yeah, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by his spirit. Thank you, Lord, rest will be her weapon. Thank you for it, God. Thank you, I bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Yeah, 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 oh. Thank you, Lord. I just wanna give you the opportunity I'm gonna pray and, and allow you to leave if you wanna leave. We're gonna to continue to pray for folks. If you need, and if you need prayer for anything, maybe it's something different. Maybe it's not about being weary. Maybe there's something else going on in your life and you need somebody to team up with you. We wanna pray with you. Is this, is, Christianity is not what America has made it out to be, you know? So I just wanna invite you to come up. We're gonna, we're gonna pray and dismiss. But if you, if you need anything, I want you to just, be encouraged to come up. So Lord, right now, grab somebody's hand next to you. Grab somebody's hand next to you, if you're comfortable. God, I thank you for every single heart in this place. I thank you for every sheep that is a part of this fold, those that are here and those that are watching online. And Lord, I thank you for shattering weariness off this morning. 
And I thank you for putting your yoke upon us. That we are walking out of this building, we're walking out of the doors in the ease of your yoke, allowing you to plow the ground, to carry the load. So I thank you for a fresh start. I thank you even for the testimonies that are already beginning in every heart here. Lord, I thank you that we're, we're tangibly going to experience a liberation. So I thank you for that. I thank you for the body waking up tomorrow morning and just feeling lighter, feeling freer, feeling more rested, a rest that surpasses natural rest, but a rest for the body, a rest for the soul, and a rest for the spirit. So God, we thank you. We thank you for it, and we commit ourselves to be obedient to your word. And I even pray that, the, that those here, and myself included, that we would schedule the time to rest. That we would schedule, and I even, I feel like this extends to others too, but learn how to say no. Learn how to say no. Your no is oftentimes, a, it's always a yes to something else. And sometimes your yes is oftentimes a no. Learn how to say no to the right things. But in reality, you're saying yes to the right thing. So God, I thank you. You're with us every single step of the way. Your word is a lamp onto our feet and a light onto our path. You lead us every step of the way. So God, we love you and we bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you want prayer, don't, don't leave. You can come up front. I'd love to pray with you. We love you guys. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any new messages. To learn more or to get connected with us, please visit us at worldharvestusa.com. God bless you all, and we'll see you next time.